Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, Post-Dispatch, joined once again by our beat reporters, Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman. Well, fellas, the, uh, we saw a little bit more closer to a playoff game as the Blues and the Avalanche got at it. Uh, Blues had a good start. Blues had a pretty furious finish. Not so good in the second period. But if you're going to try to pump a little sunshine here after a loss, I thought overall they look closer to being a playoff game, uh, playoff team, JT. Yeah, yeah, they did. It, it, it was a whale of a third period. And yeah, boy, you, you just had that feeling that it was just a matter of time before the Blues were going to tie it up the way they were they were buzzing around the net. They've, they've got that uh, one thing they've got down to a science that, that six on five play. They, they've just been excellent with that this year. And boy, you just thought if they had a minute, another minute, maybe another half a minute that uh, uh, that they would score. But alas, no. And now, you know, three one goal losses this month. To Colorado, you get them three more times uh, next week. Uh, uh, you know it, they need to get some points uh, out of out of these Colorado games. And uh, uh, again, uh, you know, no one was doing somersaults after the game. But they, I think they should take some solace about just the resiliency uh, that they displayed and the pushback in the third period because it's something they haven't always done this year. You know, like most recently that six to one uh, Colorado game. Yeah, when it was. Uh four to one after two, I thought this is a game that was, could totally get out of hand and it could end up being a, a blowout in the third and it, and it was anything but, um, and, you know, I mean, Doug Armstrong has referred to third periods of these games as loser hockey that you look better at that point. But I think this was a legitimate better effort by the blues uh, in the third period, a good bounce back to a really dreadful second period. Uh, and this all keeps driving home. You know, if, if they play 60 minutes of hockey, um, you know, they, they can do well, but the, the margins are so slim for these guys that even a, a 10 minute uh, letdown can prove costly for them. And a 10 minute letdown they, they had JT starting the second period. They just, uh, they got jumped coming out of the gate and uh, Colorado made no mistake when the blues made mistakes, they did a heck of a job finishing. And uh, as it turned out, the, uh, you know, Colorado rolling their lines got got real production from uh, their bottom group. Yeah, the fourth line had uh, had two goals. Uh, uh, I, I think Doug Armstrong called the NHL kind of midway through the second period and asked if can they move the trade deadline back uh, uh, another week that he that he might be reconsidering. And ne- never a good idea to leave Rantanen alone in, in the circle during a faceoff. That's just it's just not a just not a good thing. And then Brandon Saad, you, you, you let him just stream right down the, uh, the slot for, for another goal. So the blues kind of, kind of lost their minds for, for a while in the second period. It, it looked like, uh, it looked like, uh, you know, maybe blues hockey back during the uh, losing streak, which wasn't all that long ago. I, I really think they, they were hurt by not playing Monday. I, I mean, being at the, uh, the, the morning skate there about two hours before the trade deadline, it was a heck of a trip to go up to Minnesota for parts of three days to see a morning skate. That's basically what the post-dispatch did there. But uh, they, they were loose. They, they, they looked confident. And I think they were hungry to play a game. And then they, they don't play. They ha- you know, we always talk about having that extra rest helps. And in, in this case, I, I don't think it did. I think it just dulled their, their momentum. And then, uh, yeah, that did get back to your original uh, your your original point. It, it looked like if you if you weren't counting bodies, you would have thought the Blues were on the penalty kill for about the first you know three minutes of the of the second period. So uh, not the way you want to be. But the the second period 
uh, you know, as Tom pointed out in his, his, his story, which you can still read on stltoday.com, is uh, uh, they, uh, uh, the, the Blues have been uh, awful in, in the second period. Out They're minus 15, I think. Jordan Bennington himself has given up more goals in the second period than he has in the first and third periods combined. So uh, they, they, they uh, got to come out of the, uh, the room better in the second period. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, um, as we watch these blues avalanche games, you know, if the blues get into the playoffs, they're going to be the number four seed in the West and Colorado's on track to be the number one. So this is going to be, if the blues make the playoffs in all likelihood, this is your first round playoff matchup. Uh, right here, unless unless Colorado and Vegas flops, is probably a better matchup for the Blues than Vegas because they haven't looked good at all against Vegas. Some of it, obviously, this year is just timing with when you get the other team. But you know they've they've played Colorado uh, pretty well, but not since opening night have they beaten them. And at some point in time, you know it would be great if you know they for their sakes if they beat them to say you know okay because it's been an entire season since they did that. So, uh, you know, they keep coming close. They have these series now of one point losses, one goal losses, these guys, and they've got to find a way to flip that um, one because they need the points too, because they got to beat Colorado at some point. Now it was interesting to watch the cat and mouse game between the chiefs and uh, the, uh, the, the Lanch in terms of uh, with, with Bednar trying to, uh, you know, the, the top line is, is so good for Colorado McKinnon and, and, and Ranton and just a dynamic duo. And of course, Ryan O'Reilly is playing really good right now. And so obviously the chief's trying to get uh, ROR against uh, McKinnon and then I was trying to keep McKinnon away from O'Reilly and they were going back and forth. I thought overall, I, I'd like the way uh, they came out and I like Sammy Blay on that line. So I thought that was another positive in the game. Now, again, the, uh, you don't like it when the fourth line beat you, but, um, and even strength, I thought, uh, for, for, for good stretches of the game, especially in the first and the third, that um, the Chief was able to get what he wanted out of uh, the O'Reilly group. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Blay, uh, uh, you know, although he didn't figure in any of the scoring, he was definitely noticeable on the ice. He was throwing his body around, which he does, uh, which he does very well. I mean, uh, when, when he hits somebody uh, – Along the boards, it's usually not a, a, a glancing blow. The the, the, the Blues were, were 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 they were doing some strange things, especially early with their defensive pairings. I mean, Scandella uh, came out with Falk, and and uh, they 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 mixed their D pairings as well. So it looked like, as you pointed out, Jeff, they were very kind of matchup uh, uh, specific because that yeah, obviously that's that's a hell of a line, and you know. Uh, including Landeskog, let's not leave him out. I mean, I, I, he, he's got about a point a game for them as well. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, we saw the example of Tampa, which, what, tied the record for most points two years ago and got, got bounced in the, in the first round. I mean, the, it would be nice for the Blues' confidence if they, if they could get a, a win or two uh, in these last uh, three games next week with, uh, with Colorado. But, uh, you know, Bennington gets hot in the playoffs and, and, uh, and, and whatnot, who, who knows what could, uh, uh, what could happen. So I, 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 although, you know, I don't think this is going to be the year the blues make a deep cup run. You know, we, we, we saw two years ago, anything's possible. Yeah. <clears throat> and with close games, I mean, it, it just takes, you know, it, it takes very little to change them. And so those, those breaks can conceivably go the other way. Uh, for the Blues, 
you know, the offense now, which was always been a mysterious thing and now solely exists in the person of Mike Hoffman, it seems, who is a uh, extremely, you know, I would not have thought that on uh, April the 15th uh, that we'd be saying Mike Hoffman has become, I mean, I might've thought that in January, but I didn't think that in March. Uh, but uh, uh, they still need to find more scoring, uh, you know, but uh, they, they show signs of creating chances. They created lots of chances. And though shooting the puck would be the next step, not no longer passing the puck, shooting the puck would be the, uh, the thing to stress and practice, I think, going forward. Yeah, JT. I mean, one thing about Mike Hoffman is he's going to shoot the puck, even if he's behind the net, even if he's to the side of the net. Uh, he loves, of course, over in that right circle. He's going to want to one time it all day if he gets that chance. And, and boy, he can, he just has a heck of a shot. He, he softened up Dubnik early in the, in the earlier in the game. And then he beats him uh, from there. So, I mean, just, you know, I don't think the chief would come out and say, okay, let's everybody here emulate Mike Hoffman because the chiefs had some issues with Mike's overall play, but you know, these guys could take a tip or two from Mike about just, you know, when you get a look, take the shot and lose passed up a lot of looks against the, the Lanch. Yeah, for, for sure. And it drives all of us nuts. And you watch Colorado, you watch Vegas, they just, they put it on the net. They put it on the net. It doesn't have to be the perfect angle, the, the best look, put it on the net. And sometimes, you know, good things happen. You'll get some puck luck, you'll get, you get a bounce. Or in, in the Hoffman case, uh, uh, the, the last Minnesota game on Saturday, it bounced off Dumba and, 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 and in the net, the, uh, uh, especially at home, but just in general, the Blues that the, uh, they try to get—I don't know—too too, too fancy. Let's make the highlight real play. No, just put it on the net. The uh, the uh, those two on ones were just exasperating. You know, uh, to to where I, I think even Tom tweeted, uh, "No, you take the shot. No, you take the shot." It's like that. It's like they were almost afraid to shoot. No, you're you're in the NHL. You're a professional player. Try to score. Just try to score. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that's a they, 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 it's like the other guy's going to have, a, the other guy has to have a better chance or have a better chance of scoring than I do because of, and you can imagine why Shen might think that right now, that the way things are going, that anybody's going to have better luck than, than he does. So, but there's that also that sometimes when they get the puck in one time situations or times when a, just a quick shot would work, where they get the puck and it's like, I'm going to settle this. I'm going to make sure it's lying flat and teed up. And now I am going to shoot the puck. And, and they, there's just not the quick goalies out of position. The D hasn't reacted yet. I'm going to quick shoot. No, it's, I need to get this right. I'm going to sell. Now I'm going to shoot. And by then the, you know, the opportunity is lost or diminished. So yeah, getting uh, quicker, quicker reactions for this will, uh, will help. Yeah. JT in the, uh, in the NHL, I mean, uh, yeah, there's some guys, you know, we're, we, from every now and then you see somebody really, you know, actually try to hit a, a spot and, and hit the spot, you know, and, and it's amazing when they do, especially when they go short side, higher, some really difficult shots. But so much of it's just quick release. You know, you're, you're just trying to get it, you're getting it off quick, you're getting the goalie moving or, or, or not reading the, the shot. And maybe you're seeing the D-man in the wrong spot. And, you know, you just don't, good thing, I mean, just a quick release can be everything uh, in the NHL because there is no space and there is no time. And a guy like Brett Hall, he didn't really aim much. He just got rid of that puck real quick and often. What would Harold Schnepps have done, though? That's what I want to know. Would he have gotten it off quick or no? No, uh, no, Harold would not have. He would yeah. not have. 
he, he would have dusted it off. Well, a Belmar shot was a classic example. He just got it off quick. Just boom. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a very frustrating part of the game, but yeah, yeah and you, but you look and, and, you know, I don't know what the, 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 uh, the, the, the scoring chances stat, how it broke down, but my gosh, Bozak hits, hits the pipe, uh, and, uh, a crew crew did too. And that, that almost, uh, crossed the, uh, line. And if the, uh, if the ref there isn't maybe a little overzealous about blowing the whistle dead, Perron, uh, Perron has a goal. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the blues just need to be, uh, just a little hungrier to, to, to score goals. I mean, that, that, uh, there's nothing more, uh, uh, to it than that. And, and, uh, uh you know, Sanford, uh, the, one of the two on ones was Sanford and Scandella and Zach, just, just take the shot, just take the shot. So it, uh, it's frustrating. And I kind of go back and forth on chief. I mean, he, in the past, uh, sometimes he said, uh, shot volume isn't important. It's quality of shot. And to me that tells the players, well, I should make sure it's a good chance. But last night he, he, he wasn't singing that to him. He said, no, we, we need to take the shots. So, I don't know. Yeah. Another thing they need to do, uh, the defensemen are having a lot of shots blocked and certainly against Minnesota. Um, uh, the other, the other in the Minnesota last game, Minnesota game that was played where uh, Falk had four shots blocked and they, they just have to uh, get the puck past those guys. Because when you have a, de- a defenseman gets a shot blocked, especially if it's blocked up high, that's when the puck starts going back the other way. So uh, they, the D also has to do a better job of, of making sure that uh, their shot gets past at least the first defender. So if it does get blocked, it gets blocked much closer to the goal. Yeah, JT, that's such a big part of the what the Blues want to do. And we saw stretches of it during the game where when they can get into when they when they can apply pressure, when they can force mistakes, when they can get into a bit of a cycle game, they're going to try to go low to high and then create something off of that because there's you try to get the puck back and then get a good clean look, but you got to get it past that first level. And so we saw some low to high. But to Tom's point, you know, now you need to get it into the mix master, all the way into the mix master, because that's when the good things happen. Get it past that first guy. Once you get it into the blender and things start to you know, go every which way, as, as the Avalanche saw, you know, when, when they threw it into the mix, mix master. Yeah, that's Chef Jeff Gordon's mix master blender, how to score goals. And, and, and uh, I, I, I like that, uh, that Don, on his goal especially, he, he jumped right into the play, right down into the uh, – uh, right down into the slot for that that redirect from uh, Bozak for the for the first goal. It seems like they're uh, against Colorado and to uh, I think a lesser extent Vegas. They, their defense or defensemen are just a little less eager to to kind of jump in the play. I I I I, I mean I I think part of it is they're respecting the maybe the speed of Colorado, but on on one of the goals I can't remember which one it was now right off a face-off Wallman, all he had to do was go up about three feet and the pucks is instead he backed out and that essentially jump-started a, uh, a rush by Colorado uh, to, to uh, score the goal. So I, I, I think part of the issue here uh, rather, you know, beyond say hockey X's and O's is just, I mean, it's almost like the blues respect the Colorado too much. Be, be more aggressive against these guys. And, and they were more aggressive in the third period. And we, we, we saw what happened. Yeah, that, that first goal there by Dunn was 
uh, was done from Bozak and Hoffman. So it was the all trade rumor uh, combo there on that goal. Any of those three guys could have been, could not have been here uh, anymore to score that goal, but they all are. Hey, we got to give a shout out to the Avalanche. Now, Joe Sackick uh, came out and he doesn't do a lot of news conferences, but he, after the trade deadline, he said, okay, this is it. This is, uh, this is our chance. This is our time. You know, he gave it the old miracle speech um, because, you know, next year these guys aren't all going to be here. This is our time. He goes out and brings back a couple guys he had before that he likes, short up his forward line, short up his D. Um, I, I'm puzzled by the Dubnik acquisition, but he did win the game last night. Uh, JT, it's a very impressive, very impressive Colorado team. And, and people tend to forget this year and last, they won, they've won a lot of games while missing a lot of guys. I mean, they've had, they've had a lot of guys miss time, top guys. And it's insane. What are they, 17-1-2 and two in the yeah. NHL? I mean, admittedly, the bottom half of this division is horrible, horrible. But that's, that's impressive. That, that's a team that looks like, uh, God forbid – your buddy Stan Kroenke might hold the uh, oh sacred chalice over that skull top for his. If ever they're going to do that for Stan, and I think everybody in St. Louis would love to see that, this is their year. Yeah, yeah, they they are uh, definitely uh, all in, and it, it's amazing how Sackick has kind of transformed that team. Just maybe three years ago, uh, it, it was all the top line, and uh, but he slowly added depth and depth scoring, and it speaks to your point, Jeff, about the, the fact that uh, they've been able to withstand injuries and, and significant injuries, both this year, earlier this year, and, and, and for big chunks of last year, and, and still win games because of that uh, depth scoring. And they, they go out and, and, and bring a couple uh, Avalanche alumni back. It's like they're getting the band together for the, uh, uh, for the uh, cup run. But, it, it, yeah, one, one loss since uh, – one regulation loss since March – the eighth. I mean, that's, that's pretty astounding. Yeah. Your Grubauer is on the COVID list. So we'll see what, uh, what that means, how long he's out and what that, uh, uh, you know, means because yeah, I mean, Devin Dubnik, you know, it's been a few years since you've looked at Devin Dubnik as being a, a playoff level goalie. So, uh, and that's why last night it would have been like, shoot more pucks because you're shooting at Devin Dubnik. You know? <laughs> Look who's in goal for the other team. It's Devin Dubnik. He scored seven against him not that long ago. Yeah, he's, he's got like a, like a 4.45 goals against against the Blues this season. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But so that'll, you know, how that, you know, if, if Grubauer is only out a few days and, and test, positive, test negative and everything's good, or if he's out longer, um, you know, that could be a telling factor here for Colorado. You know, and speaking of the bottom half of the division being horrible, um, the Blues are getting some help, uh, as it turns out. I mean, boy, Arizona, you know, I, I, I expected Bill Armstrong to, to try to, I think maybe he should try to move some more parts, um, but, uh, but he didn't really at the deadline. And there, Rick Tockett's had that team playing real well um, for, for what they have and, and for what their circumstances are. But, boy, they've hit, the, hit a tough patch. San Jose, I don't know what to say about the Sharks. The doors was wide open for them to with that high-paid veteran crew they have with a lot of guys who've been there for a while uh, to make a move. And, and boy, they haven't um, been able to sustain it. The Kings, I think they're coming, but, you know, they trade Carter. They're, they're in the middle of a rebuild. Anaheim's won some games here lately, but they're in the middle of a rebuild. I mean, JT, the uh, – there really is no excuse not to make the playoffs if, if you're the Blues. When you look at their immediate competition, it's not like 
they're getting a massive amount of pressure right now from the teams, uh, you know, immediately behind them. And yet, and yet, here the Blues are with just, what, 14 games to play, one stinking measly point in uh, playoff positions. I, I know what you're thinking. How is this possible? And they just, uh, they just haven't beat up, with the exception of Anaheim, and what that wasn't the case in the in the last two games set against Anaheim. They they just they just haven't done that 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 well against the bottom guys. Yeah, San, San Jose maybe to a degree, but the Kings and Arizona have been uh, have been toss up uh, series. And uh, this game Saturday is, is just a massive one against uh, the Coyotes. Yeah, we 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 long for the days of coyote Palooza, huh? Those seven straight games. Oh, here, here, here's the final game. And they, they, you know, I, they, they, they've got to win that game. I mean, you, you, you can, you can deal with a loss or take a loss against Colorado uh, uh, last night, Wednesday night, but you, you got, you got to win this one Saturday in uh, Glendale. Yeah. San Jose could be tied for fourth right now. If they hadn't dropped two in a row to Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim is, you know, wreaking havoc on this division. Uh, but yeah, Arizona's lost five in a row. So if there's ever going to be a good time to play them, this could be it right now for the Blues. They are not catching a, um, a, a well-playing, uh, positive-thinking uh, Coyote squad. And um, yeah, you know, if, if Arizona wins, they jump above the Blues. If the Blues win, it's a three-point margin. Uh, but the Blues have been getting help. Yeah, they're you know with the Kings losing and the Sharks losing and the Coyotes losing, um, you know. Anaheim's not going to catch up so they can win all they want. So you know, blues, you can't say the rest of the division is not helping the blues right now. So now the blues have to help themselves. And this will be our last topic on the net front for this week. The uh, there's still so much room, you know, for, for growth with this group. I mean, it's, you know, we like the overall play of Ryan O'Reilly right now. It's at a high level and that, that makes him an effective shutdown uh, matchup guy. In addition to being a somewhat dangerous offensive player, and, you know, it's, uh, but boy, and, you know, and the Mike Hoffman outburst has been welcome because you need everybody on board. You need guys scoring. And, and that certainly has been a, a real plus, but guys that number two line, uh, it's the line of guys that just cannot get going. You know, maybe we thought that maybe Jaden Schwartz with the, the pressure lifted when he had a couple the other night, but man, that is one frustrated group of players. And there, if you're looking for growth potential, man, that this team could be a hell of a lot better if that line gets going. Yeah, yeah. It it, it wasn't that long ago where, where uh, uh, Shen was uh, he was right at the top of the West Division in, in goal scoring, and so we know it's 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 there with him. Uh, you know, Tarasenko he'll ha he'll have some he'll have some good opportunities and good chances, and then then he just kind of disappears for a while. And, and we all know Schwartz is, is a, is a streaky scorer, but yeah, you're right. Uh, 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 Jeff, that, that, that line has really got to get going and, and would, you know, may, maybe holds, holds the key, you know, so, so somebody, somebody's got to get going. Kairu's Ky also kind of, kind of disappeared and he's not getting many, many minutes uh, on, on the fourth line as well. Uh, every once in a while, he'll, he'll flash uh, uh, a, a little bit, but uh uh, yeah, uh, the, the, one, the, maybe the most encouraging thing lately is, is the play of Pareko. I mean, we saw one of those end-to-end -end rushes. He, he uh, actually at least tried to unleash, uh, you know, a, a slap shot. Maybe it wasn't one of his 105 mile an hours, but 
it really looks like he's feeling better and you, you can tell the difference. So I, I think that alone uh, will, will help the, the, the defense, but yeah, they've, they've, uh, they've, they've got to get, uh, they've got to get some guys going on uh, uh, up front. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, do you split that line up? Do you move, you know, Shen on one line and Schwartz on another and Tarasenko on another, you know, and hope, hope that other guys scoring pick things up. Or do they risk dragging everybody else down? Are these guys, you know, kind of a, a separate pieces of an anchor that are just going to muck up all the other lines? Are you better off with, we got a couple lines that are working and we have one line that just can't get it going. Just isolate them, you know, pick your spots on them, minimize their chances and, uh, and hope something happens. But uh, so that, that's going to be a decision because coming off a loss, this is the chance for Greg Ruby to rearrange lines. As long as they were winning, things were going to stay the same. Uh, now they're coming off a loss, so that means the old tinkering will be done. And so, what what will they do? What will he do there? Well, JT's got the answer. The man, he's got a catalyst. Um, it was like a trade deadline acquisition because he didn't move on. But the great Mike Hoffman, maybe the answer is maybe Hoffman's the guy to elevate. Because look, and all kidding aside, the man raced down the ice without a stick and and made a uh, and made a nice soccer play. He mm -hmm. cares. Hey guys. Who says Mike Hoffa doesn't care? We saw it. I mean, yeah. come on. Maybe it's time for Mike Hoffa just to put the steam on the shoulders, man. <laughs> and he can do it. I mean, he, he's your ultimate uh, uh, streaky scorer. I like him on that line for the if for nothing else. Bozak will get him the puck. He has no problem. Here, feed the beast. Feed the beast. Feed the beast. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sanford will uh, too. So, uh I, I like what that line's doing. I, I like what the, even though they, they, they were, they were quite like the, the O'Reilly line. So I, 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 but chief will tinker. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know what you do about that Tarasenko line. I, 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 I kind of like what the first and third lines are doing now, but uh, yeah, keep, keep feeding Hoffman. That, that, uh, that's a good plan. Yeah. I wasn't sure how Hoffman would respond after that last, uh, you know, healthy scratch of his, but uh He's, he's playing well and he's doing things on uh, both ends. And you can see there when they, in the, when they pulled Bennington at the end and they were going, they just kept trying to set up Hoffman. They were trying to get him in a position where he could take a one-timer and put it in there. And, and the passes were getting tipped and they weren't as clean as they needed to be for him. But it was like, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Pass it to Mike. Pass it to Mike. Why did it take, uh, what is it, 43 games for them to figure out this would be a... <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> But now we know how it's going to finish that season. Well, that's Tom Timmerman, Jim Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been that for our presence. A reminder that you can get all of our podcasts on the stltoday.com site or on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, for JT, for Tom, I'm Jeff. See ya!